You're listening to the Doctor Who podcast, 2,400 seconds of irrelevant rumination, because not all of us are in a hurry. You are most welcome. Face it, you knew this was coming. The Americans have finally locked the British out of the camper van. Join Michelle and Stephen as they preview the 25th annual Gallifrey One convention for just a bit longer than two minutes. Chip. Chip, is that you over there hiding in the corner behind Trev's old chair? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in here. Come out of the shadows and into the light. Um, 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 okay, yes, it's it's me. I'm sorry. Hi. You can be honest with me, Chip. J- just tell me, did you lock the British part of the Doctor Who podcast team out of the camper van? Well, I knew that you guys wanted me to come over to do the intro for the podcast, so I thought, you know, why do you need the old guard here? Okay, that means that we can preview Gallifrey 25 without hearing them moan on and on about not getting to go this year. Great! Wait, you mean I've got to actually be on the podcast proper? Oh, you locked the door. You're with us now for the next 45 to 50 minutes. Uh, 45 to 50? I that, that That's 43 to 48 more than I can handle. Don't worry, we'll talk you through it. Hi, Stephen. Good to see you. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Chip. It's much easier to hide behind that chair now that I've fixed the squeak, eh? <laughs> hey, Stephen. It's so good to see you. I, I haven't spoken to you in months. Uh, are you still in, like, sackcloth and ashes over Matt going? Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing with it. I I won't be wearing all black at Gallifrey. I was half expecting to see a black armband. (laughs) We're really hoping that Stephen cosplays with a nightshirt that Capaldi wore in some of the early scenes that we've seen from the shooting. Don't think I haven't considered it. It's so good to talk to you all again. And I'm so looking forward to seeing you all in person in just a very, very few days. Gallifrey One is the largest North American Doctor Who convention, right? Is it still bigger than Chicago TARDIS? Oh, Oh, yes. It's been going on for 25 years now. This is the 25th anniversary, which is half the time that the show's been on the air, which is kind of amazing when, uh, when you think about it. Absolutely. It is the pinnacle of Doctor Who conventions. There may be recent official ones that have been more heavily attended in the British Isles, but this is the biggest and the best fan-run convention, and it's sort of almost a happy accident that the biggest and best fan-run convention is on American soil rather rather than British soil. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way because there are a lot of non-traditional accents that show up at the Los Angeles Airport Marriott. What are your personal Gallifrey histories in terms of association with this con? I believe my first one was uh, 2010, so I think this will be my... I I think this will be my fourth galley, if I've done my math right. And like a lot of people, I think, it was the podcast coverage that really got me interested in coming to Gallifrey One. And it has become a podcast enclave as much as it has become a Doctor Who convention. Well, before you go any further, we have now proven that the two-minute Time Lord can't count, because if 2010 was your first convention, this will actually be your fifth, Chip. I, I was told that there would be no math on this. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, can you do any better? Tell us about your experience. I think I think this is actually my fourth. So I'm not going to try and guess what year I started going. I think I think Chip does have one year on me. I was supposed to go 
one year and I, and I couldn't. Being in California, it's a little bit easier for me uh, to, to get down to Southern California for the con. And I wouldn't miss it in just those four short years. It is definitely a, a family reunion of sorts. Really the best weekend of the year for me. Well, I've told my story on the podcast before, but yeah, the thing that, that brought me down there four years ago, this will be my fourth year, was listening to the Doctor Who podcast and specifically because I wanted to meet Trev and James. That was the year the two of them went and uh, boy, <laughs> look what that got me. <laughs> so you know, we've all been there about the same length of time. Looking back over those years before we look ahead to this year, I'm curious, favorite memory? Um <laughs> Favorite memory? Let's see. There was, um, uh, and it has to be an actual something you can actually remember. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so it was uh, not last year, but the year before. There was a a dance in the main ballroom uh, in one of the evening activities, um, and it was sort of a, it was like a geek prom. I mean, and it, it was <laughs> it was a bunch of people in in costumes and various ages just dancing, and there was a DJ and everything. It was a lot of fun. We just were dancing and, and having a blast. I would never have expected that dancing would be the number one Gallifrey memory, but wonderful. And and geek prom sounds like a good B movie. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do the drunken giraffe? Uh, there was much drunken giraffe being done, yes, yes. What's the collective term for a bunch of <laughs> drunken giraffes? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a Doctor Who convention. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, Chip, how about you? Uh, a fond- fondest memory or favorite year? Uh, fondest memory uh, is something that I'm unfortunately not going to be able to repeat this year, was that after... An indeterminate number of years of going to uh, Gallifrey One, I was able to bring my wife with me last year. Mm -hmm. And being able to share my favorite place in the world that is not home uh, with her was just awesome. The second, more Gallifrey-specific memory of uh, being able for just one minute to look out into an audience and see a thousand Doctor Who fans, a a thousand people just like me, you don't get those opportunities in day-to-day life. (laughs) To just sort of recognize that, hey, I'm not alone here in a big way. No, that's wonderful. And and if you're not taking your wife with you this year, good job for putting her first on the list. That'll go a a small portion of the way for missing Valentine's Day with her this year because of the convention schedule. So, yeah, good move. We're not going to talk about the missing (laughs) Valentine's Day thing. Boy, it's a little hard to hard to pick, but last year really was a highlight for me because I had the gang there, uh, or at least some of the gang. Both Ian and James made the trek from England, and we had a couple of listeners who've become friends, uh, both Brian and Drew. Brian will be back this year, but we'll be missing Drew, and we'll be missing Ian, and we'll be missing James. But yeah, last year particularly being able to to meet people I mostly talk with over the internet was absolutely fantastic. Anyway, we've got a whole new year this year. We've got a whole new year to make new memories. How about we take a look at the schedule and see what looks good this year? I would like to emphasize something that Stephen mentioned at the top is that this is the 25th anniversary of Gallifrey One, and I think there's a certain entirely justified uh, self-indulgence involved in the schedule this year in that it is a celebration of the convention itself. A lot of old, and I use the term old loosely, but a lot of uh, former guests are returning for this one. It's a celebration of the Gallifrey fandom itself 
at, whereas last year was you know the lead up to the 50th anniversary year and uh, you know it was all about Doctor Who I think there's a certain hint of this being about the Doctor Who fandom this year particularly the fandom that stuck through the wilderness years and helped lay the foundation for what has become the biggest Doctor Who fan convention on the planet. Truly, that's one of the things that makes Gallifrey unique is it's very much it's a celebration of the fans. It's a celebration of what we all bring to the show. It isn't just a presentation on stage of the people who work directly with the show. It really is something where it is very participatory. Everyone who goes has something to contribute and makes Gallifrey what it is and has their own little part in celebrating the show. The panels are really for the fans, by the fans. You know, any convention that would have me on a panel, I know <laughs> it's for the for just the fans. I think that's what that's what makes it great is that you know there's always a call out beforehand for panelists, for people who want to actually participate. You know, as we go through the schedule, that's one of my favorite things about the convention, and what I always look forward to is just seeing my friends on the panel, seeing them talk about the Doctor Who-related subjects that they're passionate about and, and that they are experts on. I've been to smaller conventions in the past where fan participation on panels, the panels could be really hit or miss. If you're on a panel at Gallifrey One, you know what you're talking about. Even you, Stephen. <laughs> so the, the quality of the panels is really top-notch, to say nothing of the guests. We had fun on a panel together last year, Chip. That we did. What I remember of it, there, were, <laughs> I, there may have been alcohol involved. Interestingly enough, this year, talking about celebrations and parties, it, it's starting early. The, you know, usually the convention starts Friday, and there's actually a, an official event Thursday. Uh, I mean, everybody always showed up and hung out on Thursday anyway, but now they're going to give us ice cream while we're doing it, it sounds like. Yay for ice cream. <laughs> Yay for ice cream and karaoke. And like, well, I've never been able to pronounce Welsh, but the Bad Wolf Boardwalk. Come on, Chip. It's Blythe Trug. I, I, I thought it was, but if I said it, I would have gotten it wrong. But yeah, um, yeah, uh, special Thursday night pre-launch celebration, as they're putting it. I have noticed in the years that I've been coming to Galley that people start arriving earlier and earlier. I do appreciate Sean for sort of uh, bowing to pressure, if there was any pressure, and starting things off that Thursday night. That may be one way to figure out how many years you've been coming to Gallifrey, because every year you come a day earlier. <laughs> true, true. I I'm really looking forward to uh, being able to start my karaoke weekend off early. That's for sure, because I will be singing a lot. Be prepared. <laughs> and there's ice cream. And there's ice cream. Radio Free Scarrow Gallifrey Stands is going to be sort of kind of the kickoff event um, after a special 10 a.m. celebration. It's called Glorious, and it's celebrating 25 years of Gallifrey One. I know that Sean said that it's not exactly an opening ceremony, but it might be one. But uh, Radio Free Scarrow is really the launch to the convention at 11 a.m. on the Friday, featuring a guy named Colin Baker. A guy named Terrence Dix, and also David Banks, Stuart Milligan, and finally, Toby Haydoke will not only be an interview guest, but he's also going to be doing stand-up. So that's going to be a great show. What else are you looking forward to on Friday? Well, uh, we, we haven't talked a whole lot about who the other guests, who the headlining guests are going to be. And Galley sold out early on. So they've been adding guests well after it was too late for anybody to um, get a membership unless they transferred from somebody who couldn't show up. So on Friday, there is going to be a panel called Travels with the Doctor, and 
Billy Piper, <laughs> Arthur Darvel, Nicola Bryant, Katie Manning, Fraser Hines, Deborah Watling, Richard Franklin, John Levine, hosted by Gary Russell. Did I mention Billy Piper and Arthur <laughs> Darvel? That 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 just blows me away. Those are the biggest non-doctor guests that Galley's ever had. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It was really amazing that they got announced after it was sold out. So those of us who who were on the button early <laughs> are are very lucky. I mean, I'm so excited to to see Billy Piper and Mr. Arbel Darble uh, on the stage up there. <laughs> um, I know that Arthur is incredibly entertaining, so it'll be fun uh, watching him. And I have I have all my photos scheduled for Friday, so I'm really excited about that to get my photos with Billy and Arthur. And Paul McGann is back. Can we just say Paul McGann yes. is back? So uh, it's 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 really exciting. Such great guests. And two doctors, as you say, both Colin Baker and Paul McGann. This may, other than the Doctor Who celebration, I think this is the first convention I've been to that had two doctors. So that'll be fun. But I'm particularly looking forward to Arthur Darville from what I, I've seen of him. I think he's probably going to be a great guy on stage and great guy in person. That'll be fun. Some of the others, you know, maybe not quite as big headline names as those, but some of the ones that I'm particularly looking forward to see, uh, Stuart Milligan who played Nixon on the TV series, but perhaps even nearer and dearer to my heart, plays Garandel in some of the Big Finish audios. Garandel is kind of a amphibious creature that uh, is, is a con man and is really, really fun. Looking forward to seeing him. Gareth Thomas, you know, from Blake 7 and other things on Big Finish as well, related to Doctor Who. Jean Marsh, Sarah Kingdom. She has done mm-hmm. some wonderful work for Big Finish. Some of my all-time favorite audio plays feature Jean Marsh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her in person. So those are some of my particular favorites. I, I've seen Paul McGann at Galley Past, mm-hmm. and but don't you think this year he's just going to sort of walk in and, and, he's, and, and own the place? He's going. Uh, he, he's going to float in yes. because this will be his first. Uh, this will be his first galley since Night of the Doctor. Well, and and actually, the one of the things in the late afternoon on that first day is is in the main hall. They're going to be showing Night of the Doctor and the Five-ish Doctors reboot, and it is so much fun to watch things with a thousand other fellow fans. You know, even though you've seen them before, when you see them en masse, it's it's different. The drama of uh, the drama of Paul McGann bloodied, getting ready to regenerate, and the even greater high drama of Colin Baker standing on a lawnmower trying to get his cell phone signal. I mean, <laughs> actually, it, that reminds me of when Paul McGann was at Galley last. On the last night, I guess it was the Sunday night or whatever, um, I was in Champions and uh, saw Paul McGann in there. And I worked up the courage to go up and and talk to him. And the last thing I said to him was, you know, I really hope to see you back on screen one day. I think it would be really fantastic. And he said, me too. And he shook my hand and and that was it. And then it happened. And it's very exciting. But I think that's one of the also one of the really great things about Gallifrey One is that you know some of the the guests, not all of them, of course, but uh, a lot of the guests are just really approachable, and you see them in situations like that. And as long as you're respectful and not a crazy person, uh, they're they're happy to say hello and shake your hand and, and talk to you for a minute. You know, they're they're there for the fans and because they love the show and they love having being part of it. And and it's it's really a it's really an intimate affair. Yeah, I, I didn't tell you what my third favorite Gallifrey memory. Was. I only asked for one, but go ahead. You can tell us your third favorite memory. I got kissed on the cheek by a lizard. <laughs> I, I, I interviewed Neve McIntosh, and uh, it went well. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Hmm. 
That's a good thing that's two down from going there with your wife. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> Actually, I had another question about the Friday schedule for Stephen. And Stephen, I know that you are somewhat into cosplay, and, and you and I actually haven't worked together all that long yet on the podcast, and I don't know much about that particular facet of your interest in Doctor Who. There's a, a session on Friday called The Iron Costumer that's going to be a you know a challenge, I guess, to create a, a costume on the spot. Are you going to be involved in that, or, or does your interest lie in other parts of cosplay? I'm not involved in that, just because I'm not... <laughs> I'm not great at sewing things on the fly, though I, I, I do some sewing and, and making of stuff. Um, but the Iron Costumer, yeah, it is it is basically Iron Chef, but for costumers. And my good friend Johanna is putting it together. And basically, it is they're going to get a bunch of supplies, and they'll have a time limit to put together a costume with those supplies right on the spot. Uh, it should be really it should be really cool and really fun. That is a brilliant idea. It's a really it's a really great idea. It should be. In, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of it. Uh, but for people who are interested in cosplay, actually, there is the, the cosplay launch pad on Friday at 3.30, and that has some really great costumers involved in that. And it's really sort of a sort of a cosplay 101 about, you know, how to get started if you want to start dressing up. And it should be uh, quite informative. Wonderful, wonderful. One last thing we should mention, Friday night, Toby Haydock is going to be performing My Stepson Stole My Sonic Screwdriver, which is a, a wonderful show. I've had the chance to see it a couple times now in, in Chicago and, and actually during the anniversary week up in uh, in the West End in London. So if you haven't seen that yet, that's definitely worth going to. Stephen, you're going to love this show. It's more mature work uh, in some ways than Moths Ate My Doctor Who Scarf, which is a show that he's put on mothballs, actually, so to speak. It's uh, Toby looking at his uh, relationship with Doctor Who in a different light, uh, older and wiser. And I, I found myself a little verklempt uh, when I saw it at Chicago TARDIS, and I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Well, if we are still able to keep our eyes open by Saturday... What do we have to look forward to then? If you begin at the end, you look at the annual masquerade of Mandragora, really the highlight of Gallifrey One programming. Some of the best costuming you'd ever see anywhere. Isn't that right, Stephen? It's it's true. Michelle, you'd asked about costuming Mm -hmm. and what I'm into it or whatever. But really, the costumes at Gallifrey One are amazing. People put so much work into it, and you will see some of the most obscure, obscure Doctor Who costumes uh, that you will that you will never see anywhere else. It's just brilliant. The mask is is the highlight of that. It, it's always, always amazing to, to watch and see the, the craftsmanship and the, the work that goes into these, uh, these costumes. I, I couldn't even begin to think about participating uh, in that because of my lack of skills when it comes to actually making lots of, you know, big costumes or whatever, but it's uh, really great to watch. The costumes that you see at Gallifrey, not only in in the Mask of Mandragora, but also around the hallways are just extraordinary. It is impossible to go to Gallifrey and not be just stunned by the level of expertise that goes into these. Uh, I think that element of fandom must be one of the most talented elements of fandom out there. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And there is so much more programming about costuming throughout. I think Program E is almost like 75% costuming throughout the weekend. Learn how to make props, learn how to you know do makeup and wigs and prostheses. You will learn everything you need to learn about costuming here. And actually, on Saturday, um, there's a for the first time a build your own TARDIS panel on that <laughs> on Program E from some people who ha- have actually built their own TARDIS. Is 
TARDIS. TARDIS? I don't know. <laughs> Another fun thing, uh, actually, one of the very first things that day, uh, there'll be a director's commentary on closing time. A- and I, I went to one, must have been last year, there was a director's commentary on dinosaurs on a spaceship. And it's funny, they seem to end up with some of the episodes that are not my favorites for these director's commentary. But I learned so much and so enjoyed the commentary last year that I I think I may make a point of going to this. And again, it's really fun to watch it in a hall with fans and share the the kind of the common reaction. Uh, Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I I love closing time, but uh, I, I know I'm in the I'm in the minority. You're you're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> well, I didn't say I hated it. Just not one of my not one of my favorites in terms of the ones that there are to choose from. And how about that unit reunion uh, a couple of hours later at noon? Uh, Katie Manning, Terrence Dix, John Levine, Richard Franklin on one stage being interviewed by Toby Haydock. That's a good crowd to have together. Yeah, I've got that one circled on mine too. And. Jumping back to the end of the evening after the uh, after the mask, there are a couple of events that go way late into the evening. But wanted to give a special shout out. There's a, a music group called the Temporal Riffs that is playing after the the masquerade. I wanted to mention them in particular because Aneta Aneta Bjorling, who is a, a listener of the Doctor Who podcast and also a wonderful harpist, is going to be joining them. Mm-hmm. She's, a, she's a great person. I've uh, met her at galleys myself. I don't know how many DWP listeners are into American animation, but this is just something just out of left field, but I'm unreasonably excited over, is a reunion of creators and voice actors from the TV show Young Justice. That's going to be happening on that Saturday night. Of note is uh, the showrunner Greg Wiseman and one voice actor that you might have heard of, a guy named Brent Spiner. I'm a huge fan of this Young Justice cartoon, so I'm really excited that that randomly this panel has has popped on because Greg Wiseman is a big Doctor Who fan and wanted to be at Gallifrey One and was able to assemble this panel. And then to get Brent Spiner as well, who is... Always entertaining on a panel and always really hilarious, uh, and uh, that should be that should be really cool. Now, Sunday is always a bit of an iffy day for whether you're going to be very conscious during Sunday after having gotten through the whole weekend, maybe. But there's some good stuff on Sunday that's worth trying to to be there for. Uh, What do you think? Well, I think everyone should be at the 11th hour panel at noon in a program D. I I don't know. I, you know, I'm not so sure. Have we heard of any of those panelists? (laughs) Yeah, that's the panel that I'm going to be on. So, Who's that Stephen Prescott yeah. hack? Yeah, I'm I, I, I'm really excited. There was two panels that I really wanted to be on in this year. So, and it is a a retrospective uh, on the Eleventh Doctor, which, as most of you know, I have much fondness for Matt Smith and the Eleventh Doctor. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. And as usual, they've scheduled something opposite it that I just have to go to, uh, which which I hate. I would have loved to have heard you on there. So you're going to have to tell us all about it. But one of my very, very favorite events every year is the Big Finish Talkback. And, and you know how much I love Big Finish and how much creativity I've dedicated to it on the podcast. And so, uh, ooh, sorry, Stephen, but I think I'm going to be listening to the Big Finish Talkback. I do not blame you. I completely understand. And if it means we get to hear the theme song more, that's qu- that's totally fine by me. 
one hour before that, uh, another experiment that could go horribly wrong, but it didn't. It, it went well last time. Tony Lee is going to be hosting the Centauran Experiment Two, the sequel, and that's an opportunity for a little bit of group creativity, where a room full of fans and folks on Twitter are going to get together and write a truly bizarre Doctor Who episode on the fly, right then and there. And it's going to, it's probably going to sound like Mad Libs as played by a horde of drunken giraffes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll look forward to that. (laughs) It was, it was apparently a load of fun. He presented the, he presented the story at the closing ceremonies in previous years. And uh, if you want to have a little bit of oddball fun with a very chatty and personable guy who's written a lot of Doctor Who comics, uh, see Tony's panel. There are some other panels that day that also look particularly interesting. I think Stephen may actually be making a uh, an encore performance. Is that right? I am, yes. I'm on a panel at 3 o'clock called The British Are Coming, and it's all about Anglophiles in America, people like myself who, are, who have been sort of obsessed with British culture for many, many years and why we love it and things like that. And uh, so I'm going to probably be talking lots about the bands and fashion that I love and things like that. Okay, so this is a regular segment now in today's episode. It's the why won't I be seeing Stephen at his panel (laughs) portion of our... (laughs) Because right opposite you, I'm so sorry, Stephen, Paul Cornell is going to be interviewed about his book, London Falling, which is a creepy and fascinating dark fantasy thriller. I would like to check out and go see the two doctors, Colin Baker and Paul McGann, on stage at the same time, but I can't. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's not like there's anything important up against you, uh, uh, Stephen. Yeah, it's a lot of competition. That's all right. That means I can just ramble on again. Well, we'll see that, you know, both both of those doctors are being interviewed at other times during the weekend. And so I'm I'm keeping my options open. If I feel like I've had my fill of the doctors, I might just go listen to you, Stephen. Excellent. mm -hmm. But... After the two doctors are interviewed on the main stage comes uh, a segment that I think could be really, really fascinating. They're going to be showing episodes from Enemy of the World and the Web of Fear with commentary by Fraser Hines and Deborah Watling. And, and again, enjoy those episodes for the first time with a large crowd of other fans. Again, that's what's really great about Galley is being able to not only... One is see these, see watch Doctor Who with a bunch of fans, which I don't really get to do that often. I watch with my girlfriend, and every once in a while, a couple people will come over. But really, seeing it in a big room with a lot of people is is a really unique experience. And then to add that, actors and creators who are actually part of the show talking about it and being a part of it, even at the uh, the big conventions like Comic Con or you know the Excel Celebration, you don't get experiences like that, and that's that's. It's uniquely galley. It's great. As we look ahead to this year at galley, which is ever closer as we go day by day, one particular thing you're looking forward to more than anything else, maybe related to programming, maybe not? There's always the lobby con which is basically a, a it's a thing that doesn't really exist. It's like Fight Club. You never talk about Fight Club and uh, there is no such thing as LobbyCon, but there is. There's uh, the lobby at the LAX Marriott is nice and centrally located and when all of the programming is over and even before the programming is over, all of your friends are pretty much going to cluster in one place. 
It is the social highlight of my year. It is where I get to see all of my friends and we're not in the process of going from one panel to another panel or, or anything like that. It is the big family reunion. Yes, folks are going to be drinking a fair bit, most folks, but that's not the point. The point of LobbyCon is the gathering of the Doctor Who tribes, and that is my favorite part of uh, Gallifrey One. You know, it's interesting you mention, and, and you hear a lot about the drinking. Listeners, I want you to know if you're out there that drinking is not necessarily a part of the experience. I, I for one, very, very rarely have anything to drink, and I have a wonderful time, uh, and I remember it all the next morning, which is even better. There are some folks that do that, but Galley is such a large place with such a diversity of, of fans and fandom that uh, don't, don't let that put you off because it's not necessarily a part of enjoying Gallifrey. That's a very, very fair point. And like I said, it's the people. It is more than anything else, the people. You know, we can get all of this information. We can get stuff that you get from discussion panels or episode commentaries. We can get those in the privacy of our own homes. We can plug in the DVD and uh, listen to the commentary. We can go on the internet. We can read our favorite actors' tweets. But this is connecting with Doctor Who creators and fellow fans in person, in the flesh. I just want to echo the same sentiments. Uh, I just, for me, it, it's really the thing I'm most looking forward to is, is seeing my friends that I haven't seen in months and months and months, and really just spending time with them, hanging out, and uh, you know, talking about Doctor Who and and geeking out about the the show that we all love so much and that brings us all together. And to me, that's that's the absolute best part. And for people who are considering going, maybe next year for the first year for the first time, and and worried about uh, everyone seems to know each other and everyone seems to be friends don't worry because i you know i had that fear the first time that i went as well and it wasn't long before uh, i was making friends and hanging out with people and before i knew it uh, like i said it, it just became my uh, you know annual family reunion yeah and then you come back the next year and it's like no time has passed yeah your 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 friends are there again it's like did you even leave the hotel <laughs> It, it, exactly. It's exactly what it's like. You just you see everyone again and, and, and it's just it's this binding force that comes together. It's great. And there's a lot of truth to what Stephen and what Chip are saying. But I always feel like I, I need to be the voice of the introvert here. And, and I know from personal experience, the first year I went to Gallifrey, I had heard all these wonderful things about how easy it is to form friends and, and, and join in. And, and I got to acknowledge if you're not comfortable walking up to a group of people that are in conversation, it, it isn't always easy. And don't don't feel bad about that. I, I left my first Gallifrey not sure I was going to return because I felt like I had completely failed at that. And it felt tremendously lonely because I had heard how easy it was. So if it isn't easy for you, that's okay. This is the part where I make my annual plea. I, I'm still an introvert, and I still struggle with that. So by all means, if you see me there in the Doctor Who podcast shirt, come up and say hello. I'm absolutely open to that. And, and, and uh, otherwise, otherwise, it can be kind of a lonely experience. Some of my closest friends now are people that I did meet at Gallifrey. Unfortunately, those closest friends tend to live on the other side of the Atlantic, maybe on the other side of the, the United States. You know, many of those people aren't going to be there. And I'll be thinking, you know, long and hard about James and Ian and Tom and Trev and Lisa and, and, and John Mitzi, our, our technical guy with the Doctor Who podcast, who was there last year. So please come up. Don't hesitate to say hello. We also hope on the Doctor Who podcast to be doing some recording while we're there, some capturing of, of the events that are going on, at least our reaction to them. 
And I'd be really interested to hear from listeners about the experiences that you're having and how Gallifrey is going for you. So, so by all means, seek me out. I'm very open to that. And me too. I'm not as scary as I might seem on the podcast. <laughs> Come say hi. I'll be dressed as the 11th Doctor in some sort of costume. And, and and come say hi to me. I'm 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 friendly. I don't bite, and I don't disappear after two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my experience when I first met you, Chip. But maybe that was just me. <laughs> oh, uh, I would like to give a shout out to the program director and the real wizard behind the curtain. But he really is a wizard behind the curtain, and that would be Sean Lyon. He has been part of Gallifrey One since the beginning. It's an amazing effort that he puts into year after year after year, and this convention has grown, and as it has gotten so big that for two years running now it's had to cap membership, it is still an intimate, friendly experience. Well, on that note, we probably should be wrapping things up here so we can continue planning our trips to Gallifrey. But next week, the Doctor Who podcast team will be back. In fact, I have a hunch James is probably just now remembering about the spare key that he's hidden above the P in camper van. And uh, we may... Yeah. Whoops! Gotta go! (laughs) So, uh, you know, I I named off that list of Doctor Who podcast team members, and I'm sure that next week, uh, when there will be a geek out, that uh, the head geek from the podcast, that would be James, will certainly be in the camper van, and maybe he'll draw names from a hat to, uh, to pick a couple of more names to join him in the camper van, because... Boy, I'll tell you, Stephen and Chip and I, we're going to be in L.A. Looking for some sunshine. Putting on my shades. <laughs> You've been listening to the Doctor Who Podcast with Stephen, Chip, and Michelle. You can find more episodes of the show at thedoctorypodcast.com or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or drop by the Gallifrey One convention and say hi. I'd love to see you. Thanks for listening. See you later. the two doctors are interviewed on the main stage comes a, a segment that I think could be really, really fascinating. And that's, they're going to be showing uh, episodes from uh, The Enemy of the World and the, <laughs> what's the other one? <laughs> web of Fear. The Web of Fear, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Something they found earlier this year. <laughs> okay, let me try that again. Those missing black and white things. <laughs> Toby Haydock is going to be doing his uh, My Stepson Sold... Let's try that again. You will have a magnificent time. Uh, it is a great, great show. It's Toby at a different point in life. Uh, he's retired. Moths ate my Doctor Who screwed. Moths ate my... Easy for me to say. <sighs> I'm, re- I- I'm really making this edit awful for you, aren't I, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs>